Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of GPR Podcast with me, your host, Jim Ho, and a special guest, Mr. Jonathan Beagles. Hello. Hello how are John, you? you? I'm good, thank you. John, you sexy beast. How are you? Ooh, it's nice to hear from you guys. That's all good, man. I'm all good. I'm all good. Did, but, did you hear that just then? What? what did that, I that was the sound of James Hitchin sobbing at someone else calling you sexy. <laughs> Is that, oh, he just texted me. Oh. See you later, you bitch. Okay, no, that's my bad. All right. <laughs> hey, if I got to cheat on someone, it's got to be with you in it. You know, can't can't be with anyone else. Only but seems no. So, um, so yeah. So you obviously, you know, everyone should know who you are. You know, you're a massive uh, forum, you know, superstar as we call them. Also, been in GPR meetings and everything. So, uh, I, I bet everyone wants to know know more about you so let's go let's go into your early life and you know and your current you know job and all that kind of stuff so you know introduce yourself let us know who you are and uh go from there okay so my name uh, real life uh, i'm john beagles uh john <laughs> to our mates um i suppose uh, what do you want to know really my, my i'm born in london spent most of my life uh in the north of england either across in yorkshire or where i am right now in cheshire um married no children, one cat. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, my career is, um, I won't bore you with too much detail, but um, basically my background's in sales and my role nowadays is sort of a sales trainer uh, and okay. curriculum manager. So I spend my time basically training businesses on how to sell more effectively. Um, ah, okay, fair enough. So, so, not, so not a salesman that's per se, but actually teaching other... Salespeople yeah obviously. yeah obviously. i kind of yeah sales completed it mate a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i remember i remember was it i think it was before i latvia trip i we were on a bus i distinctly remember this we were on a bus and uh i think we we're going to town gonna have some drinks and then we we're sat at the back of the bus and you're like yeah so i was with uh, virgin media and i did uh this many amount of sales and i was like cool <laughs> i was like 16 17 i was like yeah sure well yeah <laughs> but no like so yeah. how did you first get into sales then like um well i like what a question um back in the day i <laughs> when i left university having done my uh degree in german with business studies so i speak oh. pretty fluent german <laughs> um i really wasn't quite sure what i want to do with my life and i kind of just happened upon sales people used to tell me that i was good at talking I uh, talk the hind leg off a donkey, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Over the years, I've realized sales is more about listening than it is talking. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I kind of got into it due to my voice and my ability to uh, to communicate. Fair. Was it something that you wanted to do from the beginning or was it something that you gradually worked into? Certainly didn't go to university with an intention of being a salesman. That certainly wasn't the case. Uh, although while I was at university, I did have my most difficult task as a, as a salesperson. I had okay. to sell the University of Hull to prospective uh, candidates that wanted to that might want to come to Hull University. Um, oh. the, the big selling point of the University of Hull, John, as you may be aware, is the world's only submarium. Uh, which well at the time it was anyway i don't know there may be more submarines now i don't know are you familiar with what a submarium is john i have not to know what is that it's an aquarium that is below sea level okay <laughs> well, that's the crazy thing this that this exists is that if you're inside an aquarium 
you can't tell. And if you're outside the aquarium, you also can't tell. We got this script of like, tell people about the submarium. Yeah. <laughs> you talk to the people like, what is that? You go, it's an aquarium, but it's lower. I <laughs> just, just probably not worth talking about. Ground, yeah. I didn't know there was a separate word for one, you know, mm. above ground and underground. That's really oh, interesting. Yeah. Submarium. Um, <laughs> you know, I've also, I've uh, known that you while you were in university, you went into a, a, a very popular program here in the UK called University Challenge. Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> yes, I applied for my university's University Challenge team. Yes, I got in. But no, we didn't reach the televised rounds. We went out in the round before the televised round. But you know, I got to go to Granada Studios. I got to do like a, a sound test and... Um, sat down and did like a quiz of, of questions. It fun day out, you know. So yeah. So so, so you weren't you weren't sat out like on on TV where you, there was four people on the table and you had to buzz in on the. So yeah, there were four of us around the table, but there was uh, there were no cameras. So. Ah, <laughs> so okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Fair enough. Fair. So um, oh, very interesting life you go. Mostly sales. Uh, do you want to speak some German to our maybe our German listeners? Hello, hello, Deutsche. Ich hoffe, dass, dass ihr gut seid und dass ihr ihre Zeit, ähm, <lacht> diese Zeiten äh, genießen eigentlich, äh, so viel wie es möglich ist. Yes, well, you said. said <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, translated for our English. The Germans are now going, well, there was that grammatical mistake and that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. they, I said something on the lines of, um, I hope that uh, you Germans are, are doing well, enjoying life. As much as you can during these times. Yeah, good, good message. To, good message to our German people. So let us talk about how you got into GPRO. So how did you find? How did you find the game? How did I originally find it? Um, I, <laughs> I was in the middle of um, of living in Germany. Funnily enough, Ooh, okay. um, I was <laughs> I was in Germany um, for my year abroad at university, my third year, oh. and. Uh, I did uh, I did like an Erasmus sort of thing where you went and you, you were a, a, a teaching assistant in a school and okay. you only had sort of 12 hours of work to do across the week. And day one, the head teacher sat me down and said, John, when do you want your 12 hours? And I went, can I have four on Tuesday, four on Wednesday, four on Thursday? And he went, yeah, fine. No problem. <laughs> All in German, by the way. Um, yeah. So I went, what? So for a year, I had a four-day weekend. Wow. Friday, Saturday, Monday. That's amazing. Yeah. Only problem with that is everybody else is working while you're doing nothing. And for um, the first couple of months, it was bliss. But then after that, I was like, well, this is kind of getting boring. And I run out of DVDs to watch because this is 2008. So this is a long time ago. Oh, yeah. uh, DVDs to watch. You know, I'm not, I can't remember if Netflix was a thing, but if it, I don't think it was, or at least I didn't have it back then. I think, I think it might be a thing, but it's just not online. I think you have to rent. It's like, it's like oh, Blockbuster. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you have to rent like, the DVDs. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. that takes me back. Uh, anyway, you couldn't get those in Germany back then. So uh, in about January that year, I was looking for things to do and I, I joined in about November, December, uh, another site. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say the name. Um, begins with F1, ends with the word time. So, uh, 
I think it's blacklisted in, in the uh, yeah. forums, but that's fine. Whatever it's called. Uh, so, <laughs> so I joined that and, and I liked it and it was fun and it was all right, but it was, you know, it, it was, you set your car up for the race, whatever, and then there was nothing else happening. The forums were dead. Yeah. Until I saw someone mention GPRO, which wasn't blacklisted on that particular site. And so I went to GPRO and thought, okay, well, this is something else I can set up and, yeah. and give a go. And then from doing that, I realized, um, hey, hang on a minute. There's a community of people here. <laughs> like this, this will quell the boredom yeah. that I'm currently feeling. Uh, so, <laughs> I spent, uh, so I spent the, uh, the, the first few months just really enjoying um, the forums, the community. I don't think I actually posted very much, but I read a lot um, in those early days. Fair, fair. So um, kind of who, who was the, like, the first person or like slash people that you interacted with on GPRO then? It was Chris Carter, uh, if you remember him. Yeah, um, I remember him, yes. <laughs> Chris, what a guy. Um, so he and I shared an, an enjoyment around Formula One um, course, yeah. and various other elements. And so we, we'd message and we'd, we'd be in touch. And uh, one other thing that we had in common is neither of us um, particularly like sleeping. Um, I've never been someone that finds sleep easy to, to get. And so the two of us would often be up at like two and three in the morning, just chatting, going over kind of what had happened in the day, life, dreams, all that kind of stuff. Quite deep stuff, um, which led to me um, getting offered uh, a place when one came up in the Twilight Zone, um, which was Thomas Vifich's team, remember the, the very... Yeah, he's left GPRO years ago, but yeah, he was uh, like elite champion, I think. He hasn't oh. been elite champion. I think <clears throat> I list him as one of the greatest managers to never win an elite championship. Fair enough. Yeah, he's definitely an elite though. And and, uh, oh, yeah. and that was really shocking to me when, when Chris kind of said, do you want to join the team? I was like, at that point, they had just finished about seventh, I think, in, in the standing. So they were oh. like one of the top teams. And I was a total unknown. So... I uh, I jumped in, got involved, and uh, yeah, th those were really exciting times because th that was only about know, season twelve or something. It was early on in the game, so there yeah. were new things coming out. Pro didn't even exist as a level, you know. I don't know if that was maybe how I reached master back then. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it was it was just a really exciting time to be kind of coming up with the new formulas. I remember being involved in loads of projects to like post data and it, and it was meaningful it was like we were making discoveries as a yeah. team and uh, for those that don't know the twilight zone um changed the name when thomas left and chris took over and chris changed the name to versant yes indeed versant racing so how did the name versant come up was it was it something that chris had initially or was it a group effort if you look on Versant's team profile, um, and I'll, I'll go to this now, so you can, uh, so I can read you what it says. It actually says Versant. The word stands for knowledgeable. We stand for friendship, camaraderie, and striving to learn more. And that's pretty much verbatim how he sold us on it, because he was like, "We're pretty knowledgeable." And back then, I, I would, I would have thrown our hat in the ring with any team that the knowledge we had is really effective. The challenge we had as a team in those days was just the turnover of players. Mm. We weren't retaining people for long enough. So, you know, we literally, and I'm really proud of this, and, and the whole group of guys, we literally just got the loyalty award for the Samp for having like, 10 seasons with the same 10 
10 members. So clearly yeah. not a anymore. But back then, I mean, if you look at our team history, we're just we're churning players over and over again. Um, so yeah, that, that was, uh, it was a really challenging time. But, uh, but yeah, we, the, the way the name came about was, was purely based on that one sentence. And we all kind of went, yeah, yeah that sounds good. I've looked it up since and I'm, I, I wasn't even convinced it was a word. Uh, I, think, I think it is to be vers- versant. I think it's actually versant, to be versant about something. But I've always called it versant, so I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with that. I mean, I've, I, I followed whatever you said, to be honest, when I first met and you said your team name, so I always called it Versant. Yeah. You know, there's two ways of saying a word, you know, there's different ways of saying you know, the same word. But, uh, You're not calling it GoPro or GPro. I'm fine with whatever you want to call anything else in the game. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Four letters and there's still multiple ways of saying that still baffles me to this day <laughs> but um so so you, you you obviously you say about your uh, kind of churning of players and turnover of players in your team do you, do you have like an on do you maybe have an idea of why that's happening like were people going to better teams or were they wanting to move out just people I mean, it was a mix of things we had uh we had some some uh, some difficulties. Chris Carter, I think it's fair to say, was a divisive character. Of kind of marmite. Loved him or hated him. Um, I thought he was a really good guy. Not everyone else saw it that way. Um, and so there were there were some definitely some inner team struggles, um, which led to eventually. I think I could be wrong on this, but I think Chris stepped down and I stepped up to team leader. I think. Uh, okay. This is going back a long time now, mate. Like, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I I stepped up to team leader. Um, and at that point, um, something I've realised in life is that my um, my emotional intelligence, if you like, <laughs> my kind of ability to sort of understand the effect I have on other people, the way my words and and the way I come across. Um, was definitely not as sophisticated as it is now. So I, I made some mistakes as, as team leader, which, yeah, hindsight being 2020, I go, oh, that's why everyone was pissed off with me. Uh, but, you know, I was definitely was a, I think I was myself a divisive character back then. Mm-hmm. Um, you could argue I'm still learning. Uh, but, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was an unusual time, um, you know, going through all of the... Um, going through all those those things um but we eventually kind of steadied the ship and we started to see Vassan kind of competing more and more um top 50 top 20 top 10 even um you know, I was really proud that I think think I was I was team leader when we came fourth in the standings yeah. uh once I was really proud that uh, of the team and that had happened uh, although the only thing at that point I really brought to the team was uh, was recruitment because I was working in recruitment at the time and so oh, okay. I was using, I was I, I don't do it anymore but back in the day I used to uh, like tap people up um some of the, my greatest um achievements on GPRO were never on the track they were in the the caliber of player that I managed to attract to the sand um and the one that for me was like the the golden goose the one that for season after season and you can ask the guy I hope you get him on the podcast he still plays GPRO um the one I wanted for years and years was Michael Monaco because he was like master level, continually doing well. I can't remember if he was, he was in and out of teams, but he was always he? on forums. He was always really engaged, really involved, really good guy. And so when he finally came to Vassan, I was just like, yes. Nice. And he's still here today. He's still at Vassan today. I know. Was, was, he, was, he, uh, was he in Tiger racing before? I can't really. 
I think so. Top of my so head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, that, that, that was what I brought to the team as, as the leader was mostly setting up the, the, the basic topics that you do as a team leader and uh, and recruiting just some really brilliant people. Um, yeah, you know, Yuka Sereni was was one that uh, obviously went on to become a, a double elite champion. I think yeah, I'm wrong. Back to back to back elite champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't remember I actually recruited him necessarily, but certainly I was I was there when Yuka was there. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, Yuka was, and I, he was he's he's amazing at the game. He was. I mean, he was recruited admin afterwards because I think the I think I think Vlad and Steph was like, yeah, I think he knows all our secrets. Take him out now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we still look his his uh, we have in our Basant team forum like Yucca's guide to the upper levels, which is like oh, it's wow. like my Bible, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it's how not that I'm necessarily in the upper levels, right? I'm yeah. aware Prime is not quite there, but you know I'm, I'm not a million miles off being in in master. I mean, feels like this season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see this season you got Stuart Foster who's promoting with Avons maybe, which is a. Uh... This this season this season is ridiculous. Last season was such brilliant fun in Pro Twenty. It was me, Stuart Foster, Chu Kai Wen, the three of us just bantering nonstop. We were ju- just having so much fun, and uh, then Chu promoted, and Stu and I were like, right, we're following up this season. Yeah. We both gone for it, and then. Uh, I don't know if you looked at Pro 20, but we've got a guy on Bad Years, a guy on Hancocks, we've got a guy on Dunno's who has just been going like all in uh, with barely any money, and it's left Stuart with his huge cash reserves and his Avons doing really well. To be fair, Stuart's, Stuart's shared me some details of his package, not, not too much, you know, but all I can say, and I want this on the record, John, what a great package Stuart Foster has. I, I want that. I want that on the record. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it a big package that he sent you, or was it kind surprisingly of surprisingly big? Surprisingly oh, big. beautiful. I mean, uh, coming, yeah, coming, yeah. coming with that money reserve, it must be must be huge. It, it, look, it's not like he's got that by accident, right? The guy has, has put effort and time into building that up and accumulating that. And so it's fair play to him. I've, yeah. I've no quite about that. What's upsetting for me and another runner on Yoko's is that if we had gone the season before, the guy that was in third place, I'm not even sure they wanted to promote. This season, there are six of us, and I'm six of six at the moment, and it's not looking promising, Jen. I'm not going to lie to you, but, uh, but you know what? If it doesn't happen this season, I'm in a position that I can make it happen next season. Hey, it's always next season, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> going I'm going to promote to pro, pro this season for my first time ever, so it's going to be Yay. very interesting, indeed. Be days. That's awesome. I'm going to be up there and be like, there's so much stuff to do. What the hell are they doing here? <laughs> just, just panic. Just, just mate, all in. Michelinis, just go for it. Yeah. ATCT, just, you know, enjoy I mean, stuff. Yeah, what's the worst that can happen, eh? Like 39th all the time, you know? So, yes. Yeah. All I need is a point. Michelinis, you won't 39. <laughs> you will have no money, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, minus 390 million, maybe. Mm. Just. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, I mean, my driver wages aren't that small either which is you know the worst of the worst can i talk about my driver Jim? yeah of course go for it yeah because um i don't know if you know this but um if you anyone has a look at who my driver currently is you can see that right now i'm i'm driving with guy love guy love i i, I really enjoy a bit of guy love john <laughs> all i can say it's uh, and do you know what I've been enjoying Guy Love for about five six seasons now, and I, I think I've built up Guy Love to a 
a really good level. I feel proud of the guy love that I now have. Um, do you think you'll be keeping? Do you think you'll be keeping guy love for the rest of your career? Maybe, or would I mean, you... I'd love to. I'd love to. The, the more guy love, the better, from my point of view. As I think you know, uh, <laughs> no, I uh, no. Seriously though, my, I, I have worked really hard on that driver, and I'm gutted because if I don't promote this season, he's gone. Um, oh, someone, will, someone, I think will take him. I've got, I've got his stammer up to nearly 180, which is like the the highest stammer thing I've ever had on a driver. Even when I was in master, I don't think I had that much. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of what I've done with him. Gutted that, um, unfortunately, it looks like my my plans will be thwarted. But there we go. Guy Love is leaving soon. Let's hope you promote, there. Let's hope you promote. Keep Guy Love with you for the rest, oh. uh, for, the, for the next few seasons at least. Yeah. You know. So yeah, Versant, very uh, interesting. Uh, definitely an interesting story. Definitely, uh, you know, a team that's always been up there from the start. I've never, since I joined in season 14, I don't think I've seen Versant go down, you know, too low in the standings. So it's been, uh, especially with all your turnover of people, is, you know, it's definitely good that you managed to keep up the top 50 at least. And, you know, mm-hmm. mind, you know, constantly going to cups and maybe even, you know, going, you know, going up to fourth, you know, once in a while. So it's very, very mm-hmm. good. But obviously in GPRO, you're not, uh, you're not only famous for being the former leader of Versant, but also being our, well, now forum games, the city games guru. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about that? The forum game v silly game thing? Or do you want to move simply past that? We'll, 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 we'll go to that eventually. But um, okay. we'll, because we do, we do, I do want to hear, you know, your side of the story for sure. Because I, I heard I heard it in Derby, but obviously, you know. As you say, aren't you sick of hearing my side <laughs> of the story? Because that Derby unofficial meeting happened about a week afterwards. I remember being, <laughs> I drove down with James Hitchin in the, in the car on the way there. He'd agreed to like get, give me a lift in exchange for kind of petrol money. Yeah. Um, just, to, I have a car, I can drive, but I thought, well, I can drink more. Uh, exactly. Yeah. What I thought. Um, so uh, went down. I remember. I literally first time I ever met him in 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 the face. We hadn't really talked him and I much on the forums. Kind of different. Not not to any, at least not to any animosity I'm aware of. Obviously, you had James on last week. He didn't declare a blood feud between us. So I think we're okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, James. Uh, I literally within about three seconds of getting in the car, I was like, I should probably tell you what happened with the forum game silly game thing. And James was like. <laughs> Yeah, sure, I guess. Uh, James, anyway, we'll get to that in good time, like you said. James is a lovely. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I said before, the derby thing, before the derby unofficial. Yeah, I didn't have a, much of a. You know, obviously, me and you, we uh, we met in Manchester, Latvia, uh, Hungary. But um, you know, yeah, with James, it was the first time we kind of properly talked together. You know, Wayne and Reese as well. So yeah, it was a good time. Good time. Speaking mm-hmm. of, you know, if, if we do have, you know, lockdown ending in June, which I'm not putting my hopes up, but hopefully let's do that. Daumen gedrückt for my German fans. <laughs> I don't have any German fans. I do have a German godson. Anyway, move on. Hey, Stefan, Stefan Bogenreiter is your, your German fan, right? I mean, I'd say, look, I've, I've been to Stefan's house. He's a great guy. Um, like we, I, I would say he's a friend. Um, met him several times. Good, really good guy. Uh, I've not been to his house in, in, in about a decade, but, you know, I've been there. You've been to his house. That's, that, that's all that matters. Yeah. Lovely house in Munich. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if once the um, if the lockdown does end, we do, you know, potentially have a planned unofficial meeting here, maybe mm-hmm. mid-July, maybe end of July. 
obviously me and John will definitely be there. James also. So, you know, if anyone in the UK or outside the UK are interested, obviously go to the uh, GPRO meeting um, thread and by all means, state your yeah. interests. And, and honestly, just to say, the GPRO meetings are just the most fun. Like the the fact is, is that I, I've met so many people on these meetings. You know, I've been to all the ones you've been to, and also Estonia, Greece, and I feel like there might have been another one as well. Um, and, and several unofficial Scotland ones as well. Um, and just the people you meet, you don't have to be socially brilliant, right? You don't have to come in and, and wow everyone. Some of the nicest people I've met have been people that have actually been quite quiet, quite reserved. And we're just there to have a good time and, and talk to like-minded people. And, and that's the beauty of it, really, is that, you know, I, I know I'm bloody talkative. I can hear how much I'm talking now. Uh, <laughs> you did invite me on a podcast. What did you expect? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, and I, I know that there are people out there who, who think, oh, may, maybe is this for me? Do I really want to spend time? Would I be expected to do anything? The fact is, all you're expected to do, really, is come along, a bit of bowling, bit of go-karting and some people don't even do that right some people just watch as you know yeah. um and uh, and just just you know don't be a dick exactly, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's kind of the main rule right don't, don't be a dick you'll be fine i mean you know if if you can drink if you can dance you know if you like nightlife this is for you i'd suggest even if you can't dance <laughs> i mean you know i love a dance but I, i've seen some attempts uh, by certain gpro players who shall remain nameless at dancing and you know <laughs> I mean <laughs> John, John, you, now you've got you've got rhythm mate oh, I'm yeah, not saying yeah. what you do with that rhythm is is good or even legal but <laughs> you've got rhythm mate I mean I would I would I would I'd, I'd say do you remember the Latvian uh when we went to Latvia and we had that uh nightclub we were there until like 7 a.m we were we it was just me and you left everyone there was like five or six people in that um, nightclub and then by like 5am it was just me and you dancing in the middle with like a couple of girls and then 7am we went back upstairs and it was as bright as sun I was like okay we've been here all night <laughs> I hasten to head back up without the girls we went up at 7am dancing with girls like the other girls did not come Oh, yeah, they didn't come, but you know, they, they danced for a while. Oh, they were within our proximity, John, and, and no one can take that away from us. Exactly, exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh man, we're going for a tangent, man. This is amazing. This, this is what happens when you get two really good people, really good friends, you know, just talking and having a little chat. It's amazing. But let's go, let's, let's go back to the forum game. So Mm -hmm. How did you how did you start with forum games? Did you like what was the first game you played? If you oh. Well, I mean, my um, my background with kind of creating games precedes um, GPRO. Oh. So I don't you know this about me, but um, basically, when I was uh, when I was a child, um, my dad um, was made redundant, and that meant that my brothers and I there was very little we could do to kind of entertain ourselves because there wasn't the money to we couldn't go to the cinema yeah pokemon cards are big at the time and oh, yeah. we couldn't afford to have those you know we were having kind of the, the same meal every single day so it was it was character building but I, i'm the oldest of four brothers so i basically looked for a way to entertain my brothers and i create started to create games for them and found i had a bit of a knack for it really that, that was all that happened i realized i'm actually pretty good at kind of coming up with rules and you know how things work and 
And so that was always something that I'd done. And when I realized that GPRO had the, uh, the silly games, <laughs> at the time, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I jumped to the chance um, I think and I could be wrong on this but I think my first game was QRO quiz racing online I think that was the first one I put in place um, I'm now going to do a frantic search of the forum just to, to double check that's the case QRO very good game very, still still going by the way so you know if people are interested in playing there's still places available for people to join it's uh, it's essentially a uh, an hour long uh, you get to choose your you know, your pit stop strategy or one or two or three stop. And that depends on kind of how many questions you get via your personal messaging box. And then what you do is just, if you know Formula One, this is probably the game for you, to be honest, because uh, speed is everything. That's the idea. The idea is you've got to be, got to be right and you've got to be quick. That's exactly. the, the idea. Do that and, the, and you're there. Yes. Uh, I'm going back now. And it was, yes, it was, Quiz Racing Online. That was my first step. Quiz Racing game. Online is a very so, good so yeah, Basically, the, the reason that came about uh, with QRO, um, as I'll be honest with most of my games, is I, <laughs> I see things that other people do, and I look at it and I go, that's good, but this would make it better. And I think someone did like an F1 trivia thing where they asked trivia questions or something. And I went, well, that's, that's good, but actually, wouldn't it be better if it was live? Wouldn't it be better if the speed that you answered the question actually related back to, to your position on track mm. and so built up kind of a live thing? Um, that's how combat started as well, by the way. Not that I've done one of those in years, oh, but that I, was, um, was a, a Mafia game. Do you remember Tony Methan Schuyler? I don't know if I'm saying that right. The, the, uh, the, the, most, the most disliked forum mod ever. Yes, indeed. Apart from me during that short period of time in that, that thread. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Tony in Mafia. Uh, I used to play Mafia. Mafia used to really frustrate me. Like, I just, oh. I was just like, I was literally sitting there and I was like, I'd like to punch this guy in the face. And then I was like, hey, what if I designed a game where I could punch Tony in the face? Uh, that's how combat was born. Because I basically went, well, let's do Mafia, but let's, instead of it being just about intrigue of who might be which role, Let's make it intrigue who might be which role, but the people can actually attack each other kind of live in battles. And so all you see is the two characters battling, but you don't know who's behind the characters. That was the that was the idea. That is, so. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I remember seeing that a long time ago. And I think that was the last one you did. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll join the next one. And then obviously, uh, you know, personal problems and all that, you left, and then I left, and then... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it just never happened in the end. Um, uh, but to tell you what, Combat Star Trek is still unfinished, and I will finish it. Um, I did a, you might have seen, I did a vote for like which games of mine to kind of bring back when I rejoined, and uh, and that one was like the fifth most popular or something. So I'd done the, the top three. So I think it's Outbreaking NASCAR next, and then it's Combat Star Trek. Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, you were obviously, you know, the centerpiece of most brilliant games but you know one of the most um <laughs> yep what, what do you want to say i, I was just i was just going to say that i'm at the centerpiece of several really good forum games i really wouldn't go as far to say i'm at the centerpiece of most forum games there are some okay. brilliant yeah. forum game designers out there guys like nate lung um alan halford um my head here goodness me thinking of old ones that aren't about anymore like gunter bosman um yeah, anyway, there's loads of really good guys. Kevin Abdallah, uh, yeah. when he was in stuff, you know, there's some really, really talented guys out there. I apologize, I haven't said your name. 
if, if I think you're talented, you know it, right? Uh, and, and to be fair, Jun, I'd actually throw you in the mix, mate. Your your get your foreign game hosting of late has been top quality, buddy. I've been impressed. <laughs> I'm trying to awful. Yeah, I'm trying to rebuild my reputation from before, where I was the, I was known as the unfinished silly game host, where nothing just finishes. It just they just stop. <laughs> in the middle yeah. of no reason yeah, you did you did do that a bit yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so obviously evelyn um he did the uh Dobra, he did the um closer is better game which obviously i'm hosting now mm-hmm. yep. obviously nate did the uh power racing which is obviously running now they're pretty good you um, just do other people's games don't you it's all about yeah. gpro wasn't your game either and you're taking that over yep so if you Vlad- you're doing a good job with it so. <laughs> vlad's gonna sell gpro to me so yeah all about gpro was um What's I think it was Michel Michel Kupski. It was his idea. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, the thread is now called Fluffy Bunnies on there. Yes. You know, nice little, uh, nice little hidden Easter egg there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so obviously you know, you you know you're famous for you know QRO combat, you know outbreaking all that kind of games. But one that you've also hosted, but when actually your game is Tug, the elite racing game. Well. Again, <laughs> I certainly was involved in making, I always called it TRG, by the way, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've, uh, I was certainly involved in popularising it. And it yeah. wasn't my idea, though. Originally, I think it was Jonathan Guy, top of my head. If you look back, TRG season one, whoever did that, <laughs> that was them. And they, I think in my memory certainly, they ran out of steam about halfway through the season. And so I volunteered to kind of, take it on and complete that first season and start a second season and then I ran it for, for quite a while and then it passed over to I want to say it passed to Andre Chuchi the Romanian guy um, and then on to Stefan who's now obviously run, runs it brilliantly um, albeit I think without even looking I can say that he's probably a race behind on the results <laughs> just a couple just a couple but, uh, yeah. I've, started, but I've started doing the TERG Cup again so, uh, so I've still got, I've got a little bit of involvement in running yeah. Uh, yeah yeah I mean when I, when I, when I first joined I think that was the apart from the apart from the cricket game that um, Jake Stockhard started Turg yeah. was uh, was the first game that I actually properly joined and kind of followed for at least a couple of seasons obviously I didn't really join all the game, all the races but you know, I can't believe we're talking about forum games and we haven't mentioned F1 Revisited yet, by the way. I don't know if you're planning to go on to that, but that, oh, no, that's, no, that's only a game that I'm sinking like actual real world money into making a proper website for at the moment. That's, that's uh, good. Yeah. I mean, F1, Re- F1 Revisited will have its own section just because okay. of how complex it is. And also the new, se- also the new season starting soon, which is why I want to stuck in a little separate. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's go to F1 Revisited now. How how did how did that how did that come about? Okay, so F1 Revisited came about because I've always loved Formula One. I've watched every race live, as in on TV, <laughs> since yeah. 1994. I wish I'd been to every single one, but I haven't. But on TV since 94, I've not missed a race, and that includes two honeymoons when races were on, where I went and watched them. Oh. Uh, so there you go. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I've always had a love of F1. And I wanted to kind of go back and look at the old days and what what, what had happened. Always had a lot of statistics and and those kind of things kind of combined to me looking and realizing. Do you know what's really annoying is that everybody that has kind of money and loves motor racing and loves gaming, as I do, except I didn't used to have money. Um, 
would have these like F1 simulator games and stuff that I just couldn't afford to do, but they looked amazing. And you know, I couldn't afford to buy myself my own steering wheel or whatever. And so I wanted a game where people could actually get involved with being the driver in a forum capacity. And so that's how F1 Revisited came about. It was this idea that you're the driver, you've got to make your decision for each corner in terms of your gear and your braking choice. And, and literally, <clears throat> it was a case of you, you send me laps in, in a message. I reply with a bit of feedback on this corner is good, this corner could be better. Um, and then you set your strategy for the race and I, I start running the race. And, uh, and that was kind of where it all came from. And, and it's, it's, I guess, snowballed over kind of 11 seasons, each season, some seasons lasting nearly a year, because uh, <laughs> various challenges with, with doing that. Um, but yeah, it's got to a point now where I've actually um, got my brother involved. My brother is a developer professionally, works as a head developer, actually, lead developer at an organization. Um, and he is actually a bit of kind of family friend, mates, mates rates kind of thing. But he is, uh, he's creating, he's already last season created the website for the, the race. Um, although I was using Google Docs for all the, the drivers, which is, I don't know if you ever tried to run a game with 40 con- interconnected Google Docs, but it's, it's an actual nightmare. Um, massive shout out to, to Macca, to John McLean, for all of his help and support in making it a reality on Google Docs. But ultimately, you know, a workman's only as good as his tools, right? And, and Macca was working with, with Google Docs, which is not great. It's okay. But the game had kind of gone to a new level by that point. And I could tell from talking to the players on the forum, they were getting really frustrated with how long it was taking to run the laps. And even though we were putting things in to kind of try and that change colour, as the lap gets closer to being completed, it still sucked that you had to sit there for like 15 seconds every lap. So we're now moving it to a website where when you run a lap, done. It's there, leaderboard updates, everything's on there. We're going to move everything onto there. So the team principles, the multipliers, everything, and you'll sign up to it. You'll be able to get email reminders sent to you if you want it. There's going to be be loads of great stuff going on. Although I hasten to add, it will never be for profit because it uses real F1 drivers and real F1 teams. So as soon as I make a penny off it, I'm screwed. Lawsuits coming in. <laughs> lawsuits galore. Um, that will be that'll be done. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, second of all, it will never lose the link to GPRO. So one of the the prerequisites to, to sign up will be to put in your GPRO um, like ID from your profile so that that, that it's identified. Um, obviously, I'm not going to be taking any data from GPRO other than data that person wants to supply. I'm not planning on taking anything like that but more just the point that f1 visitor doesn't exist without gpro i'm no intention of taking it away just because I, I put a lot of money time and effort into the new website yeah fair enough would i mean um because obviously gpro has that limited login um option that they use obviously you know gpro organizer and stuff like that would you be wanting to use that to kind of um, it's not top of my priority list. Yeah, put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I might do, but no. It's it's, it's more about it's more about I'm, I'm not looking to get people joining the game that aren't in GPRO. I'm looking to have it as a, still a forum game, still something that, that starts with GPRO people signing up, and then they get directed to the website to set an account up. Fair, fair enough. Do you know personally? Person- yeah, no, so I was going to say, you never know. It might even generate some new players for GPRO. I suppose. 
if people found the website and then dropped me a line and said, I want to join, what do I have to do? And I went, go sign up for GPRO would be my response. So, you know. Obviously, yeah, obviously, with your referral link, you know, you need to put your referral link in there, get some get some nice little support credits in there, you know. <laughs> yes, indeed. On the next season of QRO, to my F1 revisitors. <laughs> no, um, no, I really do like the game. Obviously, you know, at the moment, it takes quite a lot of time trying to, you know, firstly work out breaking breaking distance and that. I mean, you know, it got it, you know the game got so complex and so you know good that it got to the point where players were actually making calculators for your game to try to work mm-hmm. out, you know, how how everything works and all that kind of stuff. And beauty of it, John, is that what I've tried to do with F1 Revisited is take it back to those old days of GPRO when there wasn't just a tool that told you what the right setup was. That doesn't exist. Still to this day at F1 Revisited, nobody gets an absolutely perfect setup on every corner. It doesn't. The only track that happens on is Indianapolis, yeah. and there are only four corners, and they're all like pretty much flat out. Yeah, so, exactly. You yeah. Know, and then, so I use that as kind of a test, mostly. Although I'm still in two minds because we're into 1961, and the Indy 500 is no longer a uh, championship race. So, oh no, <laughs> I'll probably keep it in. People, yeah, people, yeah. people like it, and it produces crazy winners every single time. Exactly, so, and, it's, and it's and it's kind of like a nice little kind of teaser yeah. for people to come in and kind of learn how to play the game exactly exactly yeah so the, the whole idea of, of f1 revisited is that i'm and the thing i've always wanted is to to make it that it pushes people to try harder and any new player can come in and within two seasons challenge for the title that's what all my always in my aim what i don't want to happen is new players come in and challenge for the title in season one they're in it's not, not the end of the world if they do, but it's relatively unlikely because they'll probably be in a lower team. Yeah. However, if you look at a great example is Graham Mercer. Graham Mercer came in with the JBW team. I don't even know, but what that's my initials reverse. My initials are JWB, by the way. Yeah. Uh, JBW, he joined that team and he basically did really good work on his setups. So he's, everyone can see how good people are doing in terms of how close they are to a perfect lap. So he did really good work on that. And although that was a car run near the back of the field, a bit like Fernando Alonso in the Minardi, right? Mm. He was outperforming the car. And so the next season, Tim Wagner signed him up to stick him into uh, Ferrari and boom, championship contender from the get-go. Um, playing as Brian Naylor, an old F1 driver who I don't think anyone knows anything about. There you go. I mean, uh, yeah. so that's been my, my aim with, with that game is that it's, there's no tool out there that's perfect I know that because uh, I see some of the discussions in the, uh, the kind of Q- QTs and Discord servers and stuff um, I know people develop them and work on them but no one's cracked it yet and the beauty of it is if anyone did ever get close to cracking it I'd just change the formula because <laughs> it turns out Formula 1 do that all the time exactly fair enough yes no different to the FIA I see there Rule change, rule change, rule change. Oh, yeah, sprinklers on the track. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, yeah, F1 Richard, it's definitely reignited my love for Formula One, especially because I've never really kind of focused on before, you know, the, the, the one pre-1990, you know, pre-1990. I, I don't even know what most of the people are, to be honest. Um, but no, it's, de- it's definitely kind of given me a bigger insight into, you know, I, I was the I was the uh, the controller of Carlos Carlos Mendit guy. Yes, no were. idea who he is, but I've researched him fully. Yeah, and uh, he's a pretty decent Argentine driver, Carlos. I, 
I don't know how you actually say the last the last name. Mendesigai. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he was a good driver to be fair. But yeah. until you got hold of him anyway. <laughs> hey, I got I got a podium. That was my that was my that was my saving grace. <laughs> so you did. So you did. I'll probably do, but yeah. No, but yeah, it definitely, definitely, you know, sparked my interest in looking at driving, you know, F one. 1950s 1960s and um yeah like you like you said getting a new driver within championship contention if they you know put the work in within two seasons obviously because you work to the actual driver's kind of career so obviously if they retire in 1960 then they retire in the game in 1960 that's how it works so exactly and that's really interesting as well because you get a dynamic of i sure some players are looking at drivers that arrived about 1964 and going, okay, who's the best driver I can get between 1959 and 1963 so that when they retire, I can move on to 1964. However, the, the kind of the, the rule in the game is it's the, the, the top driver that retires in the standings gets first choice. So you can't just kind of phone it in if there's a driver you're looking for. And I think what's well, one of the reasons it was 1958 or 59, one of those seasons, was one of the most competitive we ever had. And the reason for it was about six drivers retiring and everyone was looking, I think it was Jack Brabham or someone like that, Bruce McLaren, someone coming in and clearly everybody wanted this one driver. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if it was Jack Brabham, Matthew Stander ended up with it. So. Yeah, I mean, he got he became champion in that season, you know? He did indeed, so, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, 1959 was the season when my driver retired. Well, didn't retire. He like I think there wasn't an Argentinian Grand Prix that season, so obviously he didn't race. Technically, he retired. So yeah. um, obviously, I found, you know, Lucien Bianchi. Who, you know, raced to seventy one apparently. I think, which was a uh, mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, personally for myself, oh, I Jules Bianchi's uncle, Lucien yeah. Bianchi. Yeah, yeah, Jules Bianchi's uncle. Yeah, they're both very tragic. You know. You know, passing away. Incredibly gifted drivers, though. Yes, of course. Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bianchi was um, Lucien Bianchi. Obviously, took a podium finish in Belgian Grand Prix, one of the years I can't remember which. Obviously, only raced a few races, but uh, tragically lost his life in, in the race. And then, obviously, Jules, you know, very unfortunate way how 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 he passed, and that was devastating. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it was. I believe it was in my county. I feel it was in Cambridgeshire when it happened, where he um, passed, I think, or was it someone else? I might be thinking of someone else. Yeah, didn't he pass during a test drive? I thought Jules Bianchi was Suzuka. I feel like one of us should Google that because one of us is very wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm, literally, I'm literally doing that right now because uh, I, I, I'm up. Oh, was... uh, no, I'm. I can't hear it. Uh, yeah. You're thinking of the. Um... The female, oh, that, I think, I think about the female test driver. Um, oh yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, he lost. Uh, I think he lost uh, sight on one eye um, when she crashed behind yeah. one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, and, yeah. And, and, that, and that can never be, be said enough. You know, as, as it's great that the work that's been got, that gone on in, in F one around safety and the fact that, that drivers, you know, are safer than than ever before is, is a great thing. But you have to look. Was it Grosjean that crashed last year in the um, Bahrain? That, that weird oval Bahrain race or whatever it was that, yeah. um, the, you know, you see things like that. The fact he walked away from that is, is incredible. Um, but yeah, I, I take my hat off to, to any 
Formula One driver. The furthest I ever got was go-karting in the, the, the motorsport pyramid. Um, I was all right, but, you know, I was never going to be anything, anything special there. Hey, you're, um, still, you're, good at, you're good at go-karting, you know. We've, I mean, we've yeah, I've got a fair few uh, GPRO karting wins under my belt. Really looking forward, to, by the way, to renewing that rivalry between myself, Stefan Wagenreiter, and Stefan Heider, because yes. the three of us have, like, shared between us something like I don't know, 10 of the last 11 GPRO meet, official GPRO meeting karting crowns. So, uh, and I think if I win the next one, I go joint top. Or possibly I'm already joint top and I go top on my own. Either yeah. way, I'm motivated, John. And uh, winning the derby race in just ridiculous conditions, oh, was... pouring rain, has, uh, has, not, uh, has not slowed my appetite down any. Put it that hey, way. you're just as fast in the rain as you're in the dry, and that's uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's what you need. Definitely not true, but you know, I'll uh, I'll take it. Man. <laughs> hey, you need you need the skills to drive in both you know dry and wet. So yeah, do, do, do you know what I actually hope for? I actually hope for a wet race in Barcelona. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is real life and not GPRO. This is not going to be 48 degrees in Finland, mate. It's not. It's not. It will be sunny, right? It will be like Greece. It will be sunny. Hopefully, the result will be like Greece. This guy's going to win. Oh, <laughs> I think. I don't think I've seen. No, no, I don't think I've seen you win a. Um, I've, I've been to three GPRO meetings, participated in one race. The other two, I had my uh, shoulder tear, so I couldn't wear a helmet. Yeah. Uh, so Manchester, I think Chris Williams won that one. Williams won, yeah. Latvia, I want to say Stefan Heider won. Yeah, Heider won that one. Because yeah. I, yeah. I was cheering for him for a while. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Um, and what was, what was the other one you were and at? Then Hungary, Wagenreiter won that one. Wagenreiter. So basically, you're my bad luck charm then. Because I've only been to about seven, and I think I've won about four. So basically, when you show up... I don't win. Oh. It's the nerves. It must be the nerves, you know, because this sexy beast is just going to look at you, you know. Just trying to impress you, John. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why James lost the Barbie one, because he was too busy trying to fucking race me. That's, that's a nice thing. My theory is that James totally messed up and stuck it in the barriers, but him doing that because he was thinking of you, I, I guess we can both be right. I mean, I mean, there was, there was a point in the track where... You, you two were driving towards each other. Obviously, there's a little barrier in the way. There's, there was a, there was a right hand turn, and then there was like a massive like hairpin, couple of things, couple of hairpins around. So we might, we might have locked eyes. Who knows? I don't know what happened, to be honest. But uh, he, he did spin, did and you, I. Did you qualify on pole that day, by the way? Yeah, no, I don't know. There must that, be. That, that was the the. No offense, mate. But I've carted against you before. And I've lapped you before many times. You're always a gentleman on track. You're a gentleman off track as well. So, you know, but when they waved your cart through and me and James, I remember looking at each other like, Does, what's, what? <laughs> like, what, what's happened? <laughs> but the world doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> I mean, in, inside, inside, I was like, how do I do this? What the hell? I, I, I don't, I'm not here. What? Your your timers must have broke <laughs> when they when they did the timing for the qualifying because I just presume you took a shortcut, mate. Like <laughs> I wish yeah. I could find it. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, good times. Yeah. But uh, let's talk, let's talk about GPRO meetings because the first one that I went to was obviously a GPRO meeting in two thousand and ten. Very strange. Not only for the fact that it was my first time meeting random strangers, well, not random, but obviously strangers that I've never met, only talked online. 
got picked up by Toby in his Audi. When you say he got picked up by Toby Acton, do you mean in a car or yeah, in a car? Yeah, just just for good times. No, I was I was I was underage at the time, so no, 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 I wasn't. I was eighteen. No, wait, twenty ten. Hold on, I was nineteen. Okay, so I wasn't. I was all age, but um, okay. but yeah, but it, I mean, getting picked up. Get... Just say, I'm so glad we established that. <laughs> yes, I, I need right. to make sure because I was drinking that. Yeah. I was drinking that year, so I was like, I need to make sure I was of legal age. But um, legal age. Yes. But um, yeah, it was um, get picked up by Toby, the person I've never met. Gave him my address, <laughs> you know, to to come to Manchester, and then yeah, I mean, obviously you're the host. You're the uh, organizer. How, how did how did that oh. go about for you? Oh goodness me! I remember that um, when I heard that such a thing as a GPRO meeting existed, I was just like, "Well, oh, this sounds amazing." Are you kidding me? I get to spend time drinking, go karting, bowling, chilling, watching Formula One with people that like motorsports. This sounds like the best thing ever. So when there was people talking about, somebody mentioned, I forget who, someone, might have been me, I don't know, someone said, oh, one in the UK would be good. And I was like, well, I've not got any experience doing this, but I'd happily host it. And the beautiful thing about hosting a GPRO meeting is all you really need to do is book a go-karting track, book a bowling place, and generally have a rough idea of where is good to eat and drink. And that's about it. And that's kind of all I did. I just focused on getting the best possible... Oh, and somewhere to watch Formula 1. Um, so I just focused on getting the best of those things I could. You know, I, there was only about three bowling alleys to choose from around the Manchester area, so that was easy. The go-karting was a little more complex, but I phoned up Seven Sisters in Wigan, just, just down the outskirts, and I said, look, there's, there's some kind of key things that we, we want to we do. There's a lot of us, because I think, was that 20 people? It was 20 people, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a big one. We had people like Christoph Seifriedsberger from Austria was there, although I think he was living in the UK at the time. Wasn't Marcelo Michelini from Uruguay there? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, like, there was some, some crazy kind of people that had come from far away to come to the UK for this. Yeah. Um, and so I just got in touch with the track and said, like, what can you do for us? And they said, well, for 20 people, they said, we, we can put you on a standard, like, Grand Prix event. And I went, what would that cost per person? They were about... They went, oh, it cost about a tenner per person. I was like, what? Ten pounds per person? They were like, yeah, you do that. For I was like, well, I've kind of positioned like 30 to 40 quid per person. What can we get for that? And they were like, you can have the track for half a day. I was like, done. <laughs> so we basically rocked up in a minibus, which I'd managed to, to hire as part of the, the cost of the thing, get there. And we did, I, I tell me I'm wrong on this, mate, but I feel like we did an individual race and a team race and possibly even a sprint race as well. Like we just were there for ages just swapping different configurations. And yeah. oh, one of my favorite days ever. I loved that, even though I didn't win. It was so, so, we, so, we so did, much fun. So we did two, we did two races. We did this, we did yeah. the sprint one. So we had um, a 30 minute qualifying and then the sprint race. Yeah. And then we split up into teams. Obviously mm. I, was, I was watching from the side and then we had an hour and a half endurance race. Yes. And, and you, uh, Chris and Stephen yeah. yeah, and Stefan, because we were we were the three best in the, the individual race. I think it was Chris, Stefan, then me. We all took part solo. Um, and to make it fair, when we, we had to pit the same amount of times as the other teams, when we pitted, we had to jump out of the car and run around it. <laughs> bit, bit like a kind of, you know what they did in Formula E when it first started, when they had to jump out of the car and, and jump into another car. Yeah, yeah. Like that, except it was like they only had one car, so they jumped the same one. 
yeah. It was, it, was, it was so funny watching yeah. the sideline because like, you just like you just see you getting into uh, getting into the pit and then you're just running around in a circle going, okay? "Yep, we pitted. See you later." Yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was a very good, uh, a very good experience for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah. So um, obviously, had had had. I mean, was that was that tough trying to host something like that, especially with some you know, especially with people that you never met, and obviously for you know a load of people like over twenty people. Yeah, I mean, obviously there were logistical challenges with it. One of the worst things was that the people that were there for the whole thing were great. Everyone that turned up from from the the Friday or Thursday, whatever it was, to the Sunday were brilliant. However, there were some people that said they were coming just for the go-karting. And one of them, I'm not going to embarrass them by by saying their names, I think the Sanji PRO didn't show up for the go-karting. And if you remember, John, we were in Yates's in Manchester, classy establishment, Um, pre-drinking, ready before going on to a club. Um, the day before the go-karting and we were sitting there and we met an American guy whose name I think might have been something like John Fitch, something like that. I remember uh, John, yeah. Yeah, John, 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 whatever his name was. Um, but we met him, he wasn't on GPRO or anything, he was just there and he was like, hey guys, how are you? And we were like, we're good, we do motorsports. Uh, and he was literally just like a traveling businessman. He's actually, I'm actually on, him on LinkedIn still. He's like a really quite high level, like C-level boss guy. Oh, um, but he was literally there like, what are you guys up to tomorrow? What are you, what are you doing? And we were like, oh, we're going go-kart. He was like, that sounds amazing. Can I come? And I was like, yes, you can come. Because there was like a guy had dropped out and I was like frantically doing the maths going, I need another person, this random American guy. And, and not a small American, I think it's fair to say. Uh, <laughs> rocked up and was like yeah i'll pay i'll come we were like amazing nice. so this random dude rocked up with us to the go-kart in came out he was a good laugh as well like probably bought some rounds yeah oh yeah but stuff like that just you know just doesn't happen anywhere other than gpro meetings in my experience oh, yeah. you know chris chris williams all the mad stuff that he pulled on gpro meetings are oh, just the amount of times that on gpro meetings i've chatted waitresses up using my patented polar bear line um and i've learned it in several different languages and it turns out it does not translate or i'm not as good looking as i think i am either is possible frankly hey, did, did it work did it work with your current wife did it work my, my current wife is right there right now does did my polar bear line work on you darling annoyingly yes she says um that's generous because i did definitely did not roll that line out to try and chat her up however when I did tell her there's only one chat line I've ever used, can I use it on you and see if you you reckon you would have, have liked it? And she was like, yeah. And I, I told her and she giggled. She was like, For those that don't know, should we do the the, the polar bear chat line, John? Go for it. I'm, I'm just going to have a quick okay. drink. I need you like... to pretend to be a waitress from an Eastern European country. It's the only way I can, like, you know, get into the, uh, the, the, the sea, the feel of this. Okay. Okay, so I want you to come over to the table, John, and I want you to say, like, here's your beer. But okay. Eastern European female accent. As soon as you're ready. I don't have an accent, but okay. Hello, here's your beer. <laughs> ah, thank you, generic Eastern European waitress. Um, just one quick question before you go. Um, how much does a polar bear weigh? Well, I don't know. It's just enough to break the ice. Hi, my name's John. And that's uh, four euros, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the standard response. It's either just like, what? 
or you know in in the uk where that idiom means something they at least understand what i'm trying to say mm, they're yes, at least like oh you did a play on words you're a total geek and i have no interest in you romantically but but i understand <laughs> what you say in eastern europe it's just a look of bafflement like yeah i genuinely had a one waitress one time went and googled it oh god came back and was like something like it's about 400 pounds i was like and i thought she meant the bill i was like what 400 pounds she's like she's like yeah about i think but they but only certain types i'm like i'm not i'm not understanding this <laughs> and she went the polar bears for i was like oh in weight <laughs> good times but yeah it would only happen on gpro meeting right it just just wouldn't happen anywhere else exactly what 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 would, what would you say is your favorite gpro meeting that you went to Oh, that is difficult. I mean, La Mancha was my first one. I organised it, and that was so much fun. Um, it's Estonia, but can we not talk about why? <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't there, so I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell. It's Estonia because of all the fun that was had on the meeting. Um, and, uh, and yeah, what, what a good time was had by all the consenting adults on that meeting. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I only, I only went to three meetings myself, but Budapest was good. Oh, yeah. I was about to ask you what, what your favourite one was. Yeah, Budapest was yeah, a good one. I mean, I mean uh, Budapest, we met a load of Hungarians. They took us to a like, local like rugby club or something. Oh, a sports God, club. Yanni, yeah. is it Yanni Sirilainen running laps of the rugby club <laughs> athletic track? We all started off to do a race, a foot race, which... If you look at the average GPRO player, it was, I think, never a good idea. But we did. We were all like, yeah, let's do a foot race. There's an athletics trial. Let's do it. It was like, only might get set, go. And I've always been cross-country, like stamina, no pace. Yeah. Uh, pretty much like my GPRO career, really, actually. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but we all set off. I remember being in, like, third, fourth place or so, and Yanni was just gone because he's speed and stamina. And then there was a couple of others and like i kept going until i was the second place person going and then i was like well i'm never going to catch yanni and so i stopped and by the time i stopped everyone else was down with a beer already (laughs) and i went and joined and then we all just sat there and we just kind of watched a small finnish man run laps of an athletic track while going he'll stop sometime soon you think maybe I can't remember when he stopped. Like, didn't he stop when we had food out? I can't remember. Yes, you're right. Goulash. Yeah. Goulash and fire water. Whatever the hell they, they called it. It translated to fire water, whatever it was, the Hungarian shot. Palinka. Palinka. Oh, my goodness. That, that was dangerous. That oh. word. That word always haunts me to this day. I, <laughs> I, had a, um, I have a very good Hungarian um, friend who got married in Hungary. And we had we had our food in the reception, and then her parents came over to me with shot glasses and went palenka, and I was like, not again, not again, please, not again. PTSD kicking in at that point, yeah. Just like, oh no, <laughs> it was a, oh, was, it was a very good night. I mean, um, was so it was good. obviously also the um, the host of the pool finals between Jimmy DeRoy and Chris Williams. The the shot was it shot uh, shot, for uh, shot. shot for shot for shot oh my goodness but for anyone watching this that doesn't know shot for shot shot for shot is that when you play pool and we like it, it doesn't happen every meeting but we often like a, a cheeky pool tournament for a bit of fun 
Um, not mandatory. Some people just watch. Um, but uh, we <laughs> we were we were playing this tournament that I'd organised in in Hungary, and it was quarterfinals between Jimmy Doroy and Chris, and both of them were doing really really well and we were all kind of thinking like it's a bit going they've been drawing the quarters but I think one of them had lost to someone they shouldn't have lost to whatever yeah. um but they ended up that <laughs> they basically challenged each other that every time one of them made a shot as in potted a ball in pool the other one had to take a shot I think they were on tequila memory serves me it was something it wasn't like apple sours it was like a proper shot whatever it was and so they were li- they literally lined up about 20 shots <laughs> you got 15 shots however many balls there are and they just kept going and it went down to the black and at the black they were both so drunk that neither of them could get it in it yeah, was no one, great no one won it the was, game it, again. to be honest it was it was so funny until jimmy and i and exercise jimmy was my roommate back then i think that was the last time he and i roomed together based on the fact that I was the one that had to carry Jimmy home with someone's help, maybe. It was Macca. Oh, John, yeah, Macca, yeah, Macca. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Macca. Me and Macca carried Jimmy back to the hotel room, put him down, and then he started throwing up, and I had to genuinely hold his hair back. Uh, there we go. That was, that's, that's why Hungary doesn't rank as my top. <laughs> but, you know, still, still what, what a good time. What, what good time. I, I also distinctly remember they ran out of tequila, Halfway through their match, so they went to whiskey instead. That was never a good idea. <laughs> that was oh, never a that good was idea. Madness. Absolute madness, but just such good times. Looking oh. forward, Barcelona 2021. Cannot wait. Well, yeah, oh, are, we call, are we doing it like the, the Olympics and we're still all like Euros and calling it Barcelona 2020, even though it's happening the year after? Do you think? Uh, well, the, 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 Euro, the, the Olympics is in Tokyo. Is the Euros in? I think it was Euros 2021, isn't it? Football-wise. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, the, the 2021 Euros is still called the 20, Euro 2020. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. So we still call it. I, I know I know that the Olympics is in Tokyo. I'm not... No, no. You, you said the Olympics <laughs> that was, at the start. I was a real idiot if I didn't know that. I just mean the name. I think they're still... It's still being referred to... I don't actually know if it's still being called the 2020 I, I don't. I haven't checked, to be honest. Certainly, it's the, certainly it's the Euro 2020 happening in... In 2021. 2021, yeah. <laughs> and the World Cup's happening a year after, we hope. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, do you want to talk silly game forum game, John? Should we? Let's go. Should, I mean, it's, we it's, talk it's a very contentious point. Obviously, if for people who didn't yeah. know, um, John posted a forum thread request we're well, not requesting but given his ideas as to why the name of forum games is a much more better name than silly games mm-hmm. um had a very 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 nice post very good post i was 100 you know for it you know uh, i don't want to be called a silly game host just because of the fact that you know the amount of effort and time that most hosts put into the games we don't want to, yeah. don't want to be called silly i mean Obviously, in hindsight now, um, silly in obviously in English kind of slang is kind of not as you know good and yeah, and and and, and that was the thing really. To to be honest, I just uh, at the time I was under a lot of pressure at work, and so running the games and the kind of the popularity of the games that I run means that it takes a fair amount of dedication. I can't just drop it for a month without kind of there'll be a lot of disappointed people if I just stop doing them for a month, right? Mm. So for that reason, I. It's, of course, it's not serious as a career or anything like that. Of course, there are more important things in the world. But 
I remember looking, just staring one one evening, like after a really tough day at work, and just looking at silly games and going, I don't think what I'm doing is silly. Because when I think silly, I think like trivial, pointless. Yeah, dad. exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't think what what I'm doing or what any of the the really talented uh, like forum game creators are doing. I don't think what they're doing is is dad. So all I did was put a, a thread up to say, here's my opinion. Really, there was no poll. Because I never, in a million years, expected them to change the name. Mm. Genuinely, I thought, do you know what? I should get this off my chest, put it out there. You know, maybe I convince a few people. Maybe outside chance, eventually, if it turns out I'm not the only one that thinks this, maybe I'll put a poll up. Maybe it'll happen. You know, that was all I thought. And like the first, if you read back through that thread, the first few like days and weeks, days of it, um, were 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 fine, right? Everyone was just talking about it. Some people agreed, some people didn't agree. What I kept noticing was that the people that agreed were the people that played the forum games and hosted the forum games. And the people that didn't agree, not all of them, some of them played and hosted, but the majority of people that didn't agree, just, you know, I, I, I remember looking at a couple of these people and going, I don't think I've seen you on any forum games. I looked yeah. it up and I'm like, you've never posted the forum games or silly games as it was part of the forum you know you posted three times the last time was four years ago you know i was getting these this is crazy the people that it's not it's not a hundred percent it wasn't black and white but the majority of people that are invested in this part of the of the website are keen for this change and so at that point i tagged stefan and vlad genuinely expecting them to come in and go hey let's put it to a poll or i don't know i'd certainly did not expect the name to change like that. Yeah, I won't. I won't lie and say I wasn't upset when it happened, but you know, I was like, "Oh, awesome!" And then obviously came the backlash yeah. immediately, and that was like, "Oh God!" And it all came to a head after another really tough day at work, where I I opened up a forum topic because Stu, I think it was Stuart Foster. Apologies if I've miscredited that, but I think it was Stuart who came up with the idea. Um, through this conversation about renaming, about having like a, a mark of like what was a great forum game, because we've got games on the forum that people try out or that less experienced people do that sometimes are are not great, right? Sometimes that they're, they're only okay, or it's an idea that's been done before, or isn't well managed, you know. And so for whatever reason, it's not great. Whereas there are other games that have been going your five, ten seasons that are are brilliantly run, brilliantly. You know, a lot of time and effort goes into them. And there was an idea, well, let's recognize those games. And the idea, I don't think, was a bad idea. It was a good idea. But as part of that, I took the responsibility on to, as the person that kind of started the movement, if you like, mm-hmm. to create the thread to do that. And un- and this is where the problem came, because the previous thread was in the, the general forum. Yep. And the general forum, if you look at the threads I've created, some of them are, but most of them are in the, the used to be silly games, now forum games part. So I, I posted that and job done. When I post the new one, it was in the forum games part of the forum. And when it's in the forum games part of the forum and, and you're the host, there's kind of a, there's almost an expectation that you kind of, you're responsible for the thread, you're responsible for what goes on in it. And so I've been host many times and I've been part of games many times when posts will be deleted to kind of clean the thread. So you keep it so that new players don't, you know, there's maybe some banter and you go, oh, well, that, that was good banter at the time, but actually that's now impeding new players kind of understanding what's going on. 
the post will be deleted. I literally, I think only two weeks ago, I had one of my own posts deleted for exactly that reason. Yeah. It's kind of a regular thing, right? However, the mistake I made was kind of went into that mode of, ah, forum games, I'm in charge, I do what I want. Eh. And obviously people were posting in the thread and, and were, were kind of saying, well, no, we don't want this, which is totally their right, their, their right to have that opinion. Of course, yeah. All I wanted to do was say, well, that's not what this thread's about. You're the ones about that. Go post in there. This one is about these things. The huge, colossal, titanic mistake I make that, God, I wish I could turn back time and, and change, was that I went into this, this thing and I started censoring and deleting posts like I would do if it was a forum game. And that was inappropriate. It was totally wrong. I apologize to the people concerned. I actually wrote um, private messages to them directly to apologize. I apologize publicly. I also apologize to, to KP, who's a, a mod I really respect, really good guy. Because um, look, remember I mentioned emotional intelligence earlier? I said I'm still learning. There you go. Exactly. Um, so yeah, like, hold my hands up. I totally mucked up. Um, <laughs> I use an M, not an F there, as you saw. Uh, <laughs> just in case anyone's under 18 watching. Um, but yeah, the, the point being that um, it's a pity, really, because Stu's really good idea got lost in this kind of mire of of me, you know, making that mistake. Mm. And uh, I remember thinking kind of double, like double crap. All right, number one, well, that idea is not going to happen anymore. Vlad even had to come out and say that he and I aren't friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> reading that post and going, well, I wouldn't have described us as friends, to be honest. I've met him a couple of times. He's a lovely guy. But, yeah. you know, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have said we're mates. But obviously he had to say that because it looked like otherwise I was getting preferential treatment, whatever reason, mm. uh, which is understandable. Um, still to this day, I'm not quite sure why he did it, but he did. Um, and the other thing, Jonah, this is something I haven't told anybody, I don't think, is that I'd always kind of, harbored hopes of becoming a forum moderator uh in future and obviously my chance of that now are probably slim to none i think there are a lot of people that would be very upset if i was to be made that given given my performance on that one thread um and you know i'd like you'd like to think that having been on a part of a community for 14 years that one thread wouldn't define your time in in that but you know I, i appreciate for some people the way I acted in that thread was so heinous that they would very much struggle to support any such development for, for my involvement. So it's one of those things. Um, I hope it hasn't ruled me out forever. I'd like to think, I've always thought that when I retire, I mean, that'll be 30 years from now. But I've always thought that I'd, I'd love to become a forum moderator at that time or when my job slows down a little bit, maybe in five, 10 years time. Um, hopefully enough time will have gone by then and I'll be I've behaved well enough that, uh, that it's possible. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that's kind of the, the long and short of it, really. That uh, I totally messed up. Um, hold my hands up, I did. Um, but uh, yeah, since then, I've uh, I've just carried on what I did, doing what I did the 13 years or so before then, where I just yeah try and be a productive member of the community, try and put on games that people enjoy, and yeah, try and uh, try and just get involved and, and and be a positive force in the universe. That's kind of I guess my 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 raise on detra raised reason for being. You know, that's what I like. Yeah. What about you, what's, what's your reason? What's your reason for being? What's reason for what? Sorry, it kind of cut off. Sorry, your reason for being, mate. What what, what, what motivates you in life? Just seeing um, people happy, to be honest. I don't know. It's, 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 there's, a lot, there's a lot of different things, mm. you know, that, that motivates me in life. Um, yeah, I mean, 
my 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 main happiness is seeing my friends being happy and uh that's kind of my main thing um i yeah i never i never really kind of thought about myself that much so i, I really do like thinking about other people and if i if i you know if, if i do something that can make them smile or happy then that makes me you know 10 times as happy so it's uh yeah it's definitely what i do yeah but um yeah i, I mean going 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 back to your point everyone makes mistakes especially in you know in forums and that and uh, forums especially hard because it's one that you can't take back you was one that you can't delete because it's yeah, well there is a delete button yeah but um but yeah it, it's very difficult to try to um come back i mean i i i don't know i don't know if everyone knows this but i you know i made a mistake on on, on gpr before you were there and it was after the latvia meeting uh posted a uh you know i mean when i went yeah when in, in 2010 2011 i was wanting you know attention like no other you know just, yeah. just posting random crap and uh obviously when we found out you know uh about a certain player who uh, wasn't controlling a certain player's account you know that was Ooh. contentious and something that we know I was just like, yeah, let, let, let me put it out. You know, I want to be the person to be like, yeah, I've done it or whatever. But uh, obviously, to, to, you know, to, there's a lot of backlash on there, a lot of, neg- you know, a lot of negative thoughts. And, that. and that's probably one of the main reasons why I left GPR is just because of that. And just be like, I just want to get my name out there. Just a couple of years off, just be like, look, when I come back, you'll be okay. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, hopefully, you know, my, my time now is a lot different than before. So... Um, my, my reason for leaving was a divorce, so <laughs> I'm not sure which is worse, to be honest, mate. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll say it's equal. We'll say it's equal. <laughs> Before we finish today, mate, can I quickly mention the Forum Games Championship? Yes, go for it, yes. So, uh, Forum Games Championship, or as it used to be, the Silly Games Championship, was something I came up with years and years ago, um, which is an idea that, look, we've got all these great games going on, we've got all these players competing. Wouldn't it be great if winning a game meant even more than just winning that game wouldn't it be great that if someone that was consistently finishing second or third actually got recognition for that and so i came up with what was the the sgi the silly games index now the fgi the forum games index um which is uh, which is basically an idea that you points you win in the, in the games go into a big index that produces a top 10 and so i've recently brought that back as, as one of the, the things that was in that poll of what people what people are interested in so i brought that back and uh, the last three months i've been compiling the index and uh, literally last thing tomorrow i've been in touch with uh, with keith partridge his month of football february literally the last result is like eleven fifty nine or something oh, like that God, yeah. <laughs> time. so it's going to be like right at the very end so i'll be online at like midnight uk time to publish that the the actual people that have qualified but the top 10 players will then take part. And I'm so great to see. What I love about the Forum Games Championship is you get the best players on the forum, the ones that are most involved, most committed, most interested, and you get the best hosts, or most of the best hosts, not all of them. Uh, You get most of the best hosts hosting kind of mini games. And it's a great way for those players and everyone else that watches and follows it to see those games because there are loads and loads of games that are out there like F1 Revisited, that are now kind of grown and evolved. And if you've been part of the game, it all makes sense, right? It all it all follows. If you haven't done the game before, it can be quite overwhelming. 
Yeah. If you see kind of a mini game version of it with just 10 people playing it, it makes it a lot more accessible. And we, we've seen in the past, there was something that I think Evelyn Debrev took on from me um, and ran a couple of, of versions, very, very effectively, by the way. Um, and we've seen in the past that people, when that happens, they sign up for other games. So it's great for the people that are involved. You get more active people in, in more games. And that's only a good thing for the community. Um, which is obviously one of my arguments for changing silly games to forum games yeah. was that forum games, the amount of times I hit people message me and they say, John, you know, the reason that I'm, I'm still part of the community is, is one of your games, which is really flattering, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And by the way, that's only about, I want to say maybe, I come in double figures, messages like that, maybe 10 or 11. Uh, it's not like hundreds. But, yeah. You know, the fact that even one person thinks that and, and the fact that that is partly down to me and partly down to the other brilliant game hosts is is something that i, I really value i'm re- really proud of um so yeah look out for the forum games championship the, the threads open already the uh the 10 players will be announced this weekend uh are you post this on tuesday by the way yeah so the 10 players have been announced <laughs> go look for forum <laughs> games championship you'll see who's involved uh you'll know pretty much all of the 10 because they'll all be really active guys on forums and hopefully girl or girls you never know uh, Kirsty Ridley was in and around the, the top 10 last update so I'm crossing my fingers we've got some female representation it's definitely overdue um, yeah I'm, I'm really excited to see what, what happens with those with those eight mini games and uh, who's going to be the new forum game champion looking forward to it it'll be me I mean I, I was part of the top 10 so hopefully I've qualified but obviously we'll have a look at that but yeah we so was I but I'm, I'm not convinced that's going to last to be honest <laughs> no that's fair oh yeah uh, so yeah um we, we just just for everyone know we record this today's a Saturday, but obviously you know I released on a Tuesday, so that's why a bit of a confusion. But you know, um, there's also another game that I want to um, just quickly promote: um, FP League. Um, just having a, mm. just having a new season season started. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put a link on the uh, description below so you can have a little click and have a little look. But it's essentially a football prediction game uh, where you take over a team of your choice. Uh, and then uh, Greg Tierney, who's uh, the host of the game, he posts six random fixtures. Uh, mm. And all you need to do is guess whether the home team will win, the away team will win, or whether it will be a draw. Um, knockouts, you have to post the exact score. Um, very easy, very easy game. We just, I think Greg is trying to find five more people to bring out another league or extend another league out. So if you are interested, by all means, if you're watching YouTube, click the link. If you're on GPRO, just search for FP League and it'll be on there. Yeah, we'd be good to see some other new people. Honestly, one of the best games on the forums and Greg managed it brilliantly. I mean, yes, he's in my team, but he's he's such a good forum host. And apologies, Greg, I should have mentioned you when I mentioned Nate, etc. earlier. He's so good. Yeah. Um, also, in that game, you can actually win the Beagles trophy. Yes. Which, to this day, I still can't quite remember or work out why, I'm a trophy in that you could win. But I, I think maybe I was, when I retired from it, I was one of the, the better players, possibly. I, I can't remember for the life of me. But uh, but yeah, there you go. There's a, a Beagles trophy. Uh, it's like the equivalent of the Europa Leagues. So it's not like the top one. It's like, it's like the, well, you're not good enough to be the, the top. So, but you're pretty good. So, you know. I mean, I mean, I again, mean, that's I mean, off my Gitaro career. I mean, the top league, the top cup is named after the. You know, the creator of the game, Dudley, Mark, Mark Dudley. Dudley. Yeah. yeah. So the Dudley Cup, it's named after Mark Dudley. You got the yeah. Chuchi 
uh, award, which is obviously the most, you know, the MVP. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got the Inverness or the Caledonian Shield, which is named after the most, one of the most successful teams run by and- Andre Chuchi. I was going to say, Andre, it was Andre's team, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. By the way, still, he still plays my football world game. What the guy is such a legend. I've got a stand, when I was in touch with him, so he used to be in Inversan, when I was in touch with him recently, he actually uh, said, look, I, I won't be coming to any chief hero meeting. Fair enough. He said, but look, if you're ever in Romania, drop me a line. You, can, you and the wife can come around for a beer. So, what a guy. Oh, Just man. True gem. He's a, he, he is a legend. One of the, you know, mm. he's, he's an absolute legend of the GPR League game for sure, especially in the City Game slash Forum Game era. Oh, well, it's been, uh, it's been awesome talking to you, John. I see the time... Uh, almost time for your dinner <laughs> yes mate it is my uh, my my dinner is on the way excitingly my best mate and i his wife and i we do a, a takeaway swap thing we order a takeaway for each other so i don't know what i'm going to be eating so my wife and i literally just waiting hoping seeing what comes so yeah we reckon it might be dominoes but we're not sure okay still good still good weird. we had dominoes in derby didn't we so it was a uh... did ah oh, good times so looking forward to that. And look, anyone watching this, if you, you've stuck with it this long, first of all, well done. Uh, second of all, look up the next GPRO meeting. Look at the next one. If you're, if you're UK-based, we do un- unofficial ones there. Official ones come about usually annually. Certainly if I've got anything to do it, they'll be annually moving forward. Um, honestly, such a great, great time. You'll meet new friends. It, oh, just just good time. Yeah. I mean, if, if, and if you're like kind of shy and all that, we're 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 all friendly people. As soon as, as soon as you see us, we we like yeah. I mean, it's I I always get nervous trying to you know when meeting new people, but you know these meetings they make you feel relaxed, and especially with the bowling as well. That kind of you know that's why we do bowling in GPR meetings just to get people to talk to each other, have fun with each other, maybe have a little few drinks, have something to eat, and so it is very good. But John, it's been a real pleasure talking to you as always. Likewise, mate. Looking sexy as always. <laughs> and I'll, yeah, you know, that, really... that's all for flow, by the way. This bit of chest, that starts for flow. <laughs> it's, 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 always, it's always been amazing talking to you, you know, and um, we've only talked about your GPR career and hopefully, you know, I might get you into a second podcast to talk about maybe your other hobbies because, you know, there's still a lot of stuff to talk about with you. And it's... I mean, mate, I'm more than happy to do this again. Really, really good fun. Maybe I'll interview you next time. <laughs> So all good, all good. But no, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you do have listened this long, cheers. And uh, we'll let you into a little secret. The next interview person would be Ahmet Sonverdi. So if you have any questions about, you know, wants to ask him, feel free to message me and uh, who knows, I might ask him. Yes, I'll definitely ask his moustache questions as well. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. His moustache is way more important. But no, thank you very much, John. Really appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening to the uh, GPR podcast episode two. Um, episode three will be out next Tuesday. So by all means, look out for that. But uh, from, from mm-hmm. us, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.